Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, libertarians out of nowhere. Also, there could be strikes at Alabama prisons. And the end is near of campaign season. Strap your stuff and really show it. <laughs> Hallelujah, it's almost over. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. of Alabama politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Susan Britt, research guru extraordinaire, and Josh Moon, investigative reporter and columnist at APR. Welcome back, Josh. Yeah, man, it's, a weird, uh, it's a weird place you got here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Fake memories. Yeah, yeah. no, right. I, I, I seem to recall being here, but it's, <laughs> it's pre-COVID, so who knows? It, it's been a while. Right? Yeah. Yeah, who knows right. if, it's even, if it's even real or not? No, you, you could don't be know. dreaming. Right? Yeah. And, and we don't know if COVID's real either. Oh, no, it's, it's all fake news. Yeah, well, of course it was. Yeah. You know, and, and some people will dismiss this because it's a report from the ACLU, but mm -hmm. they do good work. Don't dismiss them because you don't agree with them. Right. Numbers are numbers. numbers I'm sorry. Numbers are numbers. Uh, they did a report where they looked at last session and they found that out of some over 800 bills, 17% mm -hmm. of them, Josh, made it easier to arrest, convict, and sentence individuals in the state. 17% or almost 200 bills mm -hmm. to help police and prosecutors put more people in jail. Yeah, well, we have, you know, I don't know if you know this, but we have a problem with undercarceration in our state. <laughs> uh, so we really need to fill these prison beds up. But no, you know, it's, I don't, I don't understand. We're so far progressed in our knowledge uh, in, in all shapes and forms now. But this one area continues to be this drag on society where it's still viewed as the tougher you are, uh, in terms of locking people up and uh, just throwing away the key, that seems that they still believe that that deters crime in some way. And there's never been proof of that in any way, shape, or form. And in fact, it, when we look at other countries and we look at other states even, we see that if you don't do that, that you have a much better chance of rehabilitating those people and having a safer society. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're not looking at, they're not taking into account a lot of the, the, the crimes that go on are a result of mental illness. They're a result of something else. It's mm -hmm. not a matter, I mean, look at the drug court in St. Clair County, where it's a diversionary program. Instead of sending them to prison, they mm -hmm. put them through a drug court. The success rate of that is astronomical. They need to start looking at alternatives that community service, community outreach, and instead of just locking people up and throwing away the key, it makes no sense. Well, I know, and, and, and I wrote about this a few weeks ago, uh, Minnesota Judge Dennis Shaleen, who passed away at, uh, back in 2018, he was the, he's credited as being the father of community service. In mm -hmm. 1972, he started sentencing people to community service mm -hmm. rather than lock them up. 
And we know here in Alabama uh, that the community corrections does work. Mm -hmm. Right. It does. Uh, mm -hmm. You see that in St. Clair County and other counties? Mm -hmm. I mean, look, do we have to have a community corrections in Wilcox County? No. Yeah, yeah. No. But you ought to have one in every circuit, 41 circuits. Yeah. We should have something for everybody there. But it is back to what you're saying, Josh, being smart on crime. Uh, but I wanted to look at, Susan, maybe you can help us with this. One of the things that Judge Shaleen, mm -hmm. uh, he categorized people as norps, slicks, or slugs, people who committed crimes. Uh, and, and I was, after I wrote that, I got a call from several judges who said, we've known this for years, we just didn't know where it came from. Well, it, not every criminal is the same. Not every person that's entering a courtroom is the same personality type same crime or whatever. So Shalene defined it as NORPS are normal, ordinary, responsible people who've done something out of character and could be expected to change their ways no matter what the sentence they receive, whether it's prison time, fine, or community service. Slicks, or perpetrators, or perpetual victimizers who consider themselves far smarter than everyone around them. They would never reform, so they needed to be locked up for as long as possible. Now, slugs... So Alabama legislators. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Slugs are the weak people who could go either way, but inevitably went bad if sentenced to live around bad people. So you've got it like, for, in that sense, you've got a person that's already weak in personality that already doesn't have self-confidence. And what they're going to do when you put them in a good environment or a bad environment, they're going to adapt to that to fit in. So if yeah. you put them in prison, guess what you're going to let yeah. out a few yeah. years from now? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the thing that I think, Josh, people fail to understand is that we put them in jail, mm -hmm. and some of them, like the Norps, they don't have any business being in jail. Right. It's just going to make them worse. They just messed up. Mm -hmm. uh, they just messed up. But we put them in jail not realizing they're coming out. Yeah. They're yeah. coming out. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to keep them there forever. Yeah, unless they have, really, unless they've murdered somebody, they're, they're going to come out at some yeah. point. And even in the case of murder, sometimes they're still going to come out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, it, you know, we've got to figure out a way. If you're going to call it the corrections system, at some point you've got to correct things. You know, right. you've got to, your, your goal should be correcting the behavior uh, because, Look, let, let's be honest. We all know that for the overwhelming majority of these people, they were not born bad people. Mm -hmm. All right, it's, it's, that's not what happens. You know, I mean, come on. And we we can talk about this rationally, I think, and and say <clears throat> we have to correct whatever occurred with these people that that sent them down this pathway. Uh, yeah, some people they're not. We're not going to be able to 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 help them. No. All right, you're right. not. You're you're not. And. And I understand that. They're going to continue to have this, demonstrate this behavior. But at the same time, the overwhelming majority are. And you can't throw away the overwhelming majority because you're scared of this tiny minority over here. And that's what we're doing right now. Well, we're not looking at it from a public safety issue. Not we're right. looking at it from a crime and punishment. Yeah, punishment. That's what we're you worried know, about. We're, we're, we're not looking at, at rehabilitation or, you know, you know, mm. constructive ways of, of helping these people, whether it's through mental health, whether it's through some sort of rehabilitation, mm -hmm. whether it's through them learning new skills that they can use after they get out of prison so they don't reoffend. These are the things that should be important and not just all of this because it has to do with, uh, you know, charging up the base. Yeah. Lock them up, throw well, in the heat. I know there's a movement out there to, to increase the penalties uh, for fentanyl. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, okay, fine. 
You know, the war on drugs is the most yeah. unsuccessful war yeah. that America has ever tried to win. Mm -hmm. We lost the war on drugs yeah, it's over. a yeah. long time ago. Yeah. So by increasing the sentence for it, a person taking fentanyl is going, oh boy, they're going to put me in jail yeah. longer. Why would you extend the sentence for the user and not find the dealer? There's where your problem yeah, is. But, but even still, I mean, if you don't understand at this point, addiction, mm. you know, I mean, right. and everybody by now should have dealt with it within their families. Yes. Right. So where you understand yeah. what addiction does to people. Yeah. It does. And, and, and I, every family in America, I would yeah. say, has had to deal with that in yes. some form yeah. or the other. But we're going to have to leave it right there. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. Speed is one of the biggest factors in a fatal car crash. Your car stops, but your body does not stop at the same time. Your body keeps going, you know, and that could be running into your seatbelt, that could be hitting the airbag, something has to stop it, and unfortunately it's something very hard. There have been times that we've come upon accidents where if people weren't speeding, they'd probably still be alive today. It's truly dangerous and it puts everybody at risk. There's just no point to it. This kind of stuff has got to stop. I'm Donald Trump and I love Alabama. As many of you know, there are few issues facing our nation as important as election integrity and election fraud. This is why the people of the great state of Alabama must work together to make it easier to vote and harder to cheat. So get out, register to vote, and get a photo ID so you can make your voice heard and decide the future of our great country. Thank you. My dog Jupiter is frightened when I climb too high, the owl said. Check for monsters, Daddy. I did, honey. There are no monsters. You're perfectly safe. Protect yourself and those you love. Vaccinate now. Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. I, I, I hate to, too much to stay on this incarceration thing, but uh, John Henry Glenn, uh, who works for APR, he is in touch with uh, incarcerated folks on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. He talks to a lot of them inside the prisons. He also talks to guards, or mm -hmm. the, uh, correctional officers and stuff. And Josh, what's disturbing is there is a movement afoot, and it may happen mm -hmm. this coming week, where there is going to be a worker strike mm -hmm. at several prisons, but especially up in St. Clair County, we're hearing mm -hmm. <coughs> this is a credible rumor. Yeah, yeah. And uh, honestly, it's kind of surprising to me that it has taken so long for this to occur because, um, you know, the... I understand that, th that these are people who have been locked up because they've committed crimes, all right? But it is also wrong, and some would argue criminal, to do what our Board of Pardons and Paroles has been doing, mm -hmm. which is essentially keeping people locked up, who we know would function just fine outside of prison, 
because we're letting them outside of prison to go do work. Yeah. And we're essentially forcing people into slave labor by ignoring our rules that we have for letting people out of prison. And that's what they're doing. I mean, this, is, this is not a, a me being a, a flaming liberal sort of a person. Go and read the rules. And there are a number of people, a number of people who work for paroles right now who are very mad about the way that that board has behaved. Yeah. And so the fact that there's going to be an uprising among the prisoners, um, listen, let me tell you, and if you think you, you take that lightly, we get a lot of work done yeah. Uh, yeah. by those guys. I mean, and that's the thing, Susan, you know, I mean, we've done away with the chain gang, so to speak, uh -huh. but we've done a more sophisticated way of doing this. But our pardons and parole board mm -hmm. is terrible. And this has, and Cam Ward is a conservative guy who runs pardons and parole, but he has nothing to do with no. the board. Right. And I hear from Republicans, I hear from Democrats, I hear from middle of the road folks going, that is a shame over there. Mm -hmm. But you can't get rid of them because they're so politically connected yeah. uh, over there, especially no. to Steve Marshall. But, I'll, and I'll, yeah, you're right about that. Um, we've been to the St. Clair facility, and I'm telling you, that will be a big deal in that facility if this strike indeed does happen. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things they want reinstated is the good time right. incentive to, so they can be eligible to get out faster. Yeah. The and other thing that they want is to end life without parole. I don't see I that don't necessarily. See that happening. Yeah, I don't either. But, yeah. but uh, a repeal of the 1979 Habitual Offenders Act, that is the dumbest, one of the dumbest things we have on the books. Yep, yep, yeah. always has been. Um, and let me tell you, I don't know that you could find many judges that would uh, that would that agree with that law. Yeah. Uh, they they hate it. They hate that they have to sentence people to that habitual offender uh, punishment, uh, that, uh, that they don't have discretion to alter things uh, from time to time on, on certain uh, people that come before them. Uh, it's, it's a terrible law, and it has packed our prisons with people who have no business being in prison yeah. for that amount of time. I mean, this thing started uh, with Nelson Rockefeller up in New York State, mm -hmm. where he the three strikes, you're out. Right. It didn't matter what you did. Yeah. I mean, we've got people in prison that are uh, that are under the habitual offender law that they did nothing yeah. that would be violent considered yeah. violent you, you, most people don't realize that if you write a check for over $3000 and it bounces that's a felony yeah you do that three times and yeah. you fall under this act yeah Next thing you know, you'll be lying on your taxes. And, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. But I'm saying and it's not. Evaluating your real estate right. and everything. It's yeah. not just, you I know, know. You know uh, stealing cars or murder or you know, whatever. It's, you know, there's the small things, too. Yeah. One size does not fit all in these situations. We, well, we if, were talking about off camera. If, uh, if the prisoners just think about it in their mind and want to decriminalize that law, would that work for them like it does for former presidents? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking. Or is that just I'm, for declassification? I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Ruff. Yeah. Ruff. <laughs> and they want to get paid if they're going to have to work. <laughs> well, yeah. How about that? You know, you I mean, know, I'm sorry, but when, when, when I was growing up, if you didn't work, you didn't get fed. And if you didn't get fed, it's because you didn't work. Yeah, Whoops. well, there you go. Sorry. If you're working, you should get paid. Yeah, if you're absolutely. Not working, you should. I don't know. Hey, I want to switch over to. <laughs> Doom and gloom just is locking you up right now. <laughs> but, I, you know, it, it, it's rough. I mean, it, it, it needs to be done, and that's why yeah. we're addressing it. But Governor Kay Ivey's back on the road again. She and Willie Nelson on the road again. And uh -huh. she's been all over the state uh, starting to 
back out there. I don't she think even went to Tell, Alabama. Where she went, went to ta- the, 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 she the Bankston went, uh, yes, Motorhome? Yes, uh, the, she went to Tell. Uh, she spoke in Kiwanis clubs and everything else. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things is she's touting uh, the initiative so that uh, high school graduates will graduate school with at least a, a college course or two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I mean, my problem is that we can't get them all to graduate without being able to read. <laughs> but it sounds yeah. like a great idea. Yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a good idea. I also saw that uh, she was up uh, pitching the electric vehicles yep. And, yep. Uh, and talking yep. about how yep. well-positioned the state is for that. And, uh, uh, you know, it's, uh, Liz, it's nice to see her back out. I was honestly, I was considerably worried about uh, yeah. about her. You know, I mean, I, well, we're not friends or anything, but I mean, it's uh, still, I don't want anything bad to happen to her. And I'm glad to see her back out and uh, moving around. She is the governor. Yeah. yeah. And that AV summit that they had was a very big deal. Yeah. It and, was a uh, very big deal. You know, the fact that Alabama's, <laughs> Alabama yeah. is positioned to be a leader in the field of Electronic vehicle. I mean, uh, yeah, electric oh. vehicles. Well, we got all the all the car manufacturing plants here, and all of those folks. They see the future, you yeah. know, of this. And and you can hate it or whatever, or you know, think that it's wrong or it's liberal you or don't have to whatever. Buy one. Um, yeah, you don't have to buy one, but we all see where it's going. I yeah. mean, this is where you're headed. And and I'll, I'll say this: Have you ever known anybody who bought an electric car that was just like, oh my god, I hate it? You know, I no. mean, everybody's like, no, it's yeah. really one of my really best friends convenient. has one right now, yeah. and she loves it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, she again, goes six weeks without filling up her car. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I, I just, you know, I have not driven one. I've seen mm-hmm. them. I need to go out and drive one and see what it's like. Yeah, uh, but it's coming to Alabama, and and we need to tout the the industry. Yeah. and and get something going there. Hey, listen, if somebody would like to give me one to drive around, I'd be happy to. I, wouldn't it be nice <laughs> if we could get like to? We just yeah. and, we get a fleet. But I don't yeah. think we can endorse, right? Can we endorse? Oh, we can do anything we want to. Oh, we're, we're, we're not in office. There's people on radio. They're always yeah. and. Our segment is brought to you by yeah, exactly. coffee, and it's the best coffee yeah. in the world. Yeah. yeah, we love it. Send it on over. I'll drive it around. <laughs> well, I think you, inevitably that's where it's going to be. Yeah. We're going to have them. Yeah. All right. You've been watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. I promise we won't talk about prisons in the next segment. <laughs> Throughout my career, I've seen many crashes, and a lot of the fatalities are from people who haven't worn their seatbelt. Cars have rolled over multiple times. I've had people end up in lakes, um, ravines. I've been looking for people in the woods for a couple hours before. Usually just about every bone in their body is broken, their organs have ruptured, and typically they die. You want to save a life, just simply click a button and put the seatbelt on. Seatbelts really do save lives. There was an old woman who lived in a shoe. She had so many children, she didn't know what to do. She gave them some broth without any bread and kissed them all soundly and put them to bed. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. My personal biggest pet peeve is kids who are not properly restrained, whether that be in a booster seat, a car seat, or even a simple seatbelt. Kids, they become projectiles, and it's terrifying. It absolutely breaks my heart to know that something so innocent could be punished 
so severely. Your children rely on you to be that person that says, no, you need to put your seatbelt on. Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. I'm gonna walk out on a pretty sturdy limb here mm -hmm. and say that, <laughs> and say that Governor Kay Ivey will be reelected. What? Will, will Ainsworth Whoa. will be elected. <laughs> reelected. Senate yeah. President Pro Tem Greg Reed will be elected. Mm -hmm. So that's your main leadership. Mm -hmm. And then we're gonna go and say either, either Steve Klaus, Representative Steve Klaus, or mm -hmm. Nathaniel Ledbetter mm -hmm. will be Speaker of the House. You want to see a Democratic takeover? <laughs> I did not see that. Uh, not in this laptop. Uh, libertarians are yeah. scary. That, yeah, now that's the whole thing. We'll get to that right. later. We'll get that to that in a second. But, you know, it's interesting to me that we, we, we know these people are going to win, and mm -hmm. it's because of the way the state has been positioned. But I would also argue that they've done a good job. They have. They've, they've done all a good done job. Very good job. Hasn't made I could, I could argue against that. You can argue against that. I can argue against that. I didn't say you, you could argue. argue. I said I could. I could. I would. Uh, I could. I like you would. Uh, and I would say they've not done the job that everybody wants sure. them to do. Okay. But they're fair. going to be reelected. That's fair. They're going to be reelected. Uh -huh. But <clears throat> we have one party system here. Yes, we do. And that one party system is broken because now you have the extreme of the Republican Party mm -hmm. wanting to take on the more reasonable business establishment Republicans. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to see a clash, not of titans, but of folks that want to move the state forward and people who just want to continue to fight these crazy wars. Yeah. And that's what that's um, what we're going to get from one party now. Yeah, we're, we're, you're seeing that uh, already. And, and it just, it's... It's disappointing, I think, and what inevitable. I mean, we we had talked about this for years. Yeah, now. this this was coming down the pike somewhere because yeah. we you could see it coming. The more you gerrymander and the more you isolate out this other party uh, and those ideas, well, the only people left then to fight for those offices are people in that same party. And right. the only way to attract these people is to keep pushing right. You know, to keep pushing yeah. right, keep pushing this way. And so that's what they've done. And now you're to the point where they're having a real problem fighting off some of these ridiculous ideas and the less serious people. I mean, you know, the Mo Brooks and the Jim Ziegler's and the, I mean, you know, you, these are not people. I mean, come on. You, uh, you, you wouldn't trust them to water the plants. At your no, house. no, you, you know, wouldn't. Uh, because you, they, you don't want them to run your government. No. And that's no. the thing I see. You have people that truly want to govern. Yeah. That, that are reasonable and want to govern. And then you have the other people that just want to scream and yell and yeah. complain about. Oh, well, I call it outrage. You know, outrage and 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 being outrageous. Yeah. That's what they want to do. Well, there's the people who, like you said, want to govern, but actually want to work on policy and mm -hmm. and things that are beneficial to the state and moving the forward. And then those that really don't have any original ideas that are over here screaming all the time. The problem is the ones that are screaming are the ones that are getting heard more than those that actually want Yeah, because to we, we've set up a system now. And, and listen, I'll, I'll be honest, I, I, I sometimes struggle with this in, in the media as well. Uh, and I'm, I'm not being critical because I'm, I'm, well, I guess I'm being critical, but I'm also criticizing myself in doing yeah. it. Because we pay attention a lot of times to these people who have the ridiculous ideas more yeah. so. Because... Uh, you, you want what you know uh, how how in the world could you say this and it that then draws attention to it 
and it almost normalizes it to a degree, I think. Mm-hmm. And and so those, those people just kind of get more attention than the yeah. guy who's just saying rational, sane things that are happening every day. You know? Well, I, I think the recent school board election in Huntsville was a perfect yeah. example. You had this woman who sounded like Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She really did. Or... <clears throat> or Lorena Bobbitt or whatever that yeah. other one is. Yeah. Lauren Bobri. Yeah, Bobri or whatever, yeah, yeah. but uh, Lana Bobbitt saying The high school dropout, yeah. yes. Anyway, and, and this, she ran, this other woman ran against her and said, look, we're not worried about critical race theory. We're not worried about indoctrinate. We're teaching our children. We're, right. We need to help teachers to teach the children. Well, the woman who was the Lorena Bobbitt type, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> She got murdered, you know, the other woman won. So at least you see in parts of the state, these folks aren't winning. Yeah. They're losing. Yeah, and, and that's helpful. I think we saw that in the last election too. You know that yeah. uh, that some of the crazier people got got beat. Yeah, um, and so that's yeah, it is. It is. It is very helpful for everybody to be reminded that these fringe ideas are indeed fringe. Yeah. You know, and so while there are a lot of loud people screaming about them. And, you know, maybe they, maybe we're not electing them quite right, as often and, and as we could. You brought up critical race theory. Critical race theory is an elective in higher education and college. It has nothing to do with K through 12. No, nothing. it doesn't. But, but, but if they scream loud enough for the CRT, finally, I think people may be settling down and listening to what reasonable people are saying, at least got a hope. Well, so. it, it's sort of like, you know, this divisive concept they're going to bring back. It, they're... It's school. Yeah. It's school. It's we we just teach the history right. like it happened. Hey, you know, it would be nice. It would be nice if there were some organization out there that would organize the teachers and get them fired up about what is going on with these people who are, are attacking them constantly you know, at harming their, their retirement plans or, you know, going after them left and right about indoctrinating children and being sex offenders and all this nonsense that they've had to take on over the course of the last couple of years. It, if only. Yeah. If they're, only. They're, it's the largest voting block in the state, okay? Get together and stop this nonsense. If they only had a place where they yeah. could they all join yeah. and do that. Right. Yeah, and you could pay for it, you know, every week. And, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, hire a lobbyist. Hey, yeah. we, I just want to get this one last, you know, uh, one thing about, uh, I was going to talk about the problem with perpetual campaigning, but I want to get to this. And I, uh, <coughs> the libertarians have come out of nowhere. Yeah. Man, they and are uh, and that's all exactly over the place. What everybody's saying they're <laughs> yes. out of nowhere. Where did they come from? Yeah, it's just like all of a sudden you looked up and there were 60 people on the ballot. And I mean, they're not even that many Democrats on the ballot. I mean, it's just like, what in the world? And, and, and it's, I mean, I've been talking to people this last couple of weeks. I know you have, and you yeah, have too. Yeah. They go, where'd they come from? Yeah, all of Where a sudden. Where did it start? Yeah. I mean, it was like sort of they were hibernating in the ground. Yeah. And all of a sudden they just popped up. Yeah. It was like cicadas every 15 well, years. Yeah, boom. Yeah, you kind of get the feeling that a lot of people are tired of like mm-hmm. the status quo, but they don't want to vote for a Democrat. Right. And so you can say, well, I'm a libertarian, you know, and it's okay, well, we'll do that. I think too, I think a lot of people are, they're tired of the, the far right screaming. Yeah. They're tired of the far left screaming. And they yeah. want something balanced somewhere in between those two ideals. 
And there is nothing unless yeah. you just create your own. I'm not sure most of those libertarians are balanced, but I, I you know, I think that it's well, I'm talking I mean, ideals. As, as you said the other day, if you want to smoke weed, not pay taxes, <laughs> you're pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Do all the illegal drugs you want and never pay any taxes. That's a platform we can get behind. <laughs> all right, you've been watching the V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them.